Welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. The following episode contains spoilers. Hello everyone and welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. My name is Ben Groves. And my name is Rob McFarlane. And uh, how are we doing today, Ben? Second episode of 2023. Second episode of 2023 and we are fucking like ahead of schedule. <laughs> we are point that one out right now. Yeah, we're, we're smashing it in 2023, mate. <laughs> doing the month's numbers in a couple of days. Hey! hey. Yes, thank you. Fucking um, great start. I'm doing good though, man. Not bad, not yeah. bad. I'm, uh, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I'm old. Yeah, I'm You're not old. You're, you're, I'm a You're little bit old. sleepy. Okay, uh, I've got like a weird tingle in my in your elbow. elbow. You got tingly elbow. Into. Yeah, that's it's a, a weird. That's one. It's a like famous condition, tingly elbow. It's just really irritating because yeah, yeah. it felt nice to start with, and I was like, "Oh, hello, mm, what's this little tingly buzzer? elbow." Ooh. And then three hours later, I'm like, "Is this a stroke? Like, what's happening?" <laughs> <laughs> Can you smell toast? Sometimes, yeah. When you're making it, but mainly when I make toast. <laughs> you mainly when I make toast. How are you? Good. Uh, what have I done today? Day at work, which is nice. Cracking out some lovely. food. Lovely. Uh, working with my head chefs, which is lovely. Wanking um, off your head chefs? Working with my head chefs. You were a little quiet in my headphones. Sorry. Well, whose fault was that? It sounds like a you problem to me, man. It sounds like you're too busy wanking off the head chefs. <laughs> uh, and then I went for a meeting at the gym because I am getting round and I want to unround myself. So I'm hey, off man, the- round's a shape. You know what I mean? Round is a shape. Got the body of a god, if that god happens to be Buddha. Although, technically, Buddha's not a god. Uh, yeah. What are we doing today, Ben? Well, <laughs> you know the name of the film. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm all right. I'm going to let you explain it, because I feel like yeah. you're trying to sell this to me. So you can explain the okay, movie. Okay, okay. So uh, I'll give you my input. Last week, we did Life After Beth, which is a sort of lighthearted um, American comedy filled with the deep allegory of uh, zombie relationships which it sort of blows its load in the first third. And it's about losing a loved one. Come on, it's it's dealing with yeah, grief and yeah. It's, and what it's, would it's happen li- if you had the chance, the second chances yeah. that you didn't have. It's got it's got out in a zombie it's apocalypse. got a little bit of puddle depth, but like everybody everybody's behaving, you know, relatively understandably. Yeah. Um but you know, light-hearted comedy and I I resent the fact that you often on this podcast, claim mm-hmm. that you are uh, not intelligent enough for wordy drama. You often claim that you are too emotionally stunted to to feel empathy yep. with characters. And I know you as a person, and I dislike yep. the distance between us that's grown with this minor change in film taste where we're like, oh, this, that, or the other. <laughs> I think you are an incredibly emotionally intuitive person, every bit as smart as I am, and in many ways, much, much smarter. And I think you're doing yourself a disservice by by sort of claiming that you don't like these things because you're not smart enough or you're not empathetic enough, okay. right? 
I, I hear that. That's a very sweet thing to say. I feel like the litmus test of this is this yeah. film, Locke. Okay. Right? Locke is Tom Hardy starring as Ivan Locke. He's a construction engineer driving through the night to attend the birth of his illegitimate child, mm-hmm. mothered by a woman he barely knows. It's written yeah. by Stephen Knight, who writes Peaky Blinders, which I know you hate. I don't like Peaky Blinders, but I love Stephen Knight. Uh, it's got the voices of Olivia Coleman, Andrew Scott, Tom Holland, Ruth Wilson, and the entire film, from start to finish, is Tom Hardy in his BMW, <laughs> driving down the motorway, <laughs> taking calls on his hands free as he's trying to manage the consequences of his own life choices and mistakes whilst driving. He's got a cold. Yep. He's got various shit he needs to do. Oh. And I thought you were trying to edge, like, like, like slowly <laughs> steep me into your worldview. Yeah, with, I'm, trying to, I'm, I'm trying to bring you into sort of like a space where we can watch a film mm-hmm. that is just a goofy bit of entertainment mm-hmm. where you can kind of suspend your beliefs in reality and just have a laugh and a giggle, right? And I'm trying to ease totally. you into it. So I'm yeah. trying to find characters that are behaving like people. Mm-hmm. So that you can have that relatability. Totally. But they're still in stupid situations. Yeah. I'm instead dropping you in at the deep end. Yeah, you sacked off that fucking kindness completely. Yeah, you were yeah. like, oh, that's very sweet. Thanks for doing that, man. You know, I, I appreciate the kind of mm-hmm. sort of guiding me through that. No, what you've done is you've seen an entirely fucking like deep pool, <laughs> put concrete <laughs> shoes yeah, yeah, yeah. On filled, me. Filled, filled, yeah, filled your pockets with stones. Yeah, and then gone like, here, yeah. here's a fucking, here's Tom Hardy yeah. driving for two hours. But <laughs> here's here's why I did this because you, what you're mm-hmm. doing is you're you're testing the water slowly, right? Hundred percent. What I'm doing is throwing you in the deep end and seeing mm-hmm. how long you can swim for, and then I know how long you can hold your breath. Okay. And then from here on out, I know where the limit is. Cool. This film. Yeah, I drowned. <laughs> Rob, this is it's literally it's just Tom. I know what you're thinking, listener. Right yeah. from that synopsis, it's a man driving down the motorway talking to people on his phone, mm. and you're thinking, what? That's it. Yes, yes, it is. That is the entire film. It's it's a man with a sniffles, mm-hmm. whose accent I couldn't place. For the first twenty-five minutes, and then mm-hmm. once I had placed it, it infuriated me. <laughs> and then... it, he's he's a Welshman who's lived in London for many many years. He doesn't live in London. Bethan lives in London. He's up north. Oh, he's up north. Yeah, yeah, he lives up north. That's the thing that was bothering me. He's but from he's like... a he's a construction concrete engineer, and I believe the the implication is that he's he's lived and worked all around the UK. Yeah, he did uh, a job in Croydon. That's where he met Bethan. Yeah, exactly. That's where this whole fucking scenario yeah. came from because he went into like London's the London's the bad guy. London is the always the bad guy. London's That's always the, the bad I guy. I find out fucking... to my cost. <laughs> 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 so the reason the reason I love this film, mm-hmm. uh, just before you shit on it entirely, I'm not going to shit on it. No, no, I, no, I know. I have, I, know. A, I have, I again, I've gone away mm-hmm. and I've done some like actual work. Yeah. <laughs> I the reason I love it is because the situation he's in is one where he has. The biggest construction project in Europe is happening tomorrow morning. Biggest concrete pour for the foundation of a building. Yeah, yeah it, it's hundreds, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of metric tons of stuff. I know. If you fuck it up, you have yeah. to take out with a jackhammer. The actual physical yeah. cost of, of that fuck up mm-hmm. is insane. It is a permanent thing. Yeah. And so any mistakes made 
uh, have to be prepped for. Yeah. And here is a man who made a mistake in his personal life. Yeah. And that concrete has now set around him. And he is in the process of having to explain to everybody they are now all fucked. He cheated on his wife in the 15 years they've been married. It's the one time it happened. That's what he, he says. Which is what he says. Yeah, we'll get into mm-hmm. that. And she is now having his baby. She has called him uh, mere minutes before the film starts mm-hmm. and explained that she, he needs to be there for the birth if he ever wants to be there for this kid. He uh, is driving down the motorway, having conversations with his absent father in the rearview mirror. Um, yeah, he's kind of tripping out. That bit of the movie, I mm. really did enjoy. It's got some great lines where he's talking to his dad. If I could yeah. dig you up and pull the mud out of your fucking eyes. Kick the mud and shit out of your eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, are you doing accents now? Well, yeah, because it's... Because, <laughs> yeah, it, because it's... I can do Welsh. Can you? Do it via, again? Via Tom Hardy. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. So so neither of us can do Welsh yeah, yeah. because... And it's not offensive because we're impersonating Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy not impersonating a Welsh, a Welsh person. Okay. This is, yeah, this that's is, his problem. That's his problem. He, if he's offended... We are if, nailing the Tom Hardy yeah. impression. Oh, man, this is a great fucking loophole. All right, I'm yeah. back in. <laughs> So, um, he's driving out. He's got to call his um, his foreman on the site, Donald, played by Andrew Scott, um, who you only... Oh, again, anyone who's not Tom Hardy, you don't see him. They're just on the hands-free. It's literally... It's just Tom Hardy in a car. This, this yeah. is all this film is. It's Tom Hardy... It's beautiful. ...in a car, on the motorway. Mm-hmm. End of film. <laughs> it's fantastic. Because, because what's yeah. fantastic about it is it, that you have... Somebody in a situation that has probably happened to somebody mm-hmm. this week, probably today, probably today, somebody has received a call mm-hmm. from somebody who is not their wife saying, I'm pregnant in this country. Okay. And this is a film about what's one of those persons. You're so excited about that. You're like, yeah, but this, it happened today. Someone fucked up, fucked a random and is having an illegitimate kid like today. Can you imagine the stress, though? Can you imagine the the no. cold dread? <laughs> Why not? Why not? Because it's such a fucking like you have to make so many conscious mm-hmm. conscious decisions to mm-hmm. be in that particular situation, right? Yeah, there are so many moments along this road that he has been on mm-hmm. before the film where he could have made not a corrective measure, no, but he, he could have softened the blow. Yeah, okay, no, I get that. But here's, here's, my, here's my question is, and I know the answer to this one for both of us. Mm-hmm. Have you never been in a situation mm-hmm. where the fuck up, the consequences of your fuck up have arrived at your front door? Mm-hmm. The dildo of consequence has arrived unlubed mm-hmm. between your cheeks and you then look back at all the times, all the opportunities you had mm-hmm. to avoid this. Yep. You've done that a thousand times. Yeah, of course. Not to this degree necessarily in this yeah, arena. Fuck no. Because you hold monogamy and all that sort of stuff really, really important. But somebody who uh, is perhaps a little looser with those morals, mm-hmm. or perhaps a little weaker, should we say, with those morals, ending up in this situation, he has now decided that he is going to stop lying as of the film starting. He is going to start behaving correctly. He has fuck. I'm not going to say that any behavior before this film starts is unavoidable okay. or moral 
or the right thing to do. But I'm saying when we join Ivan Locke, okay, okay, is when he starts to exhibit yeah. the behaviour he should have exhibited months months ago. All right, I'll agree with that statement. But the bet the bet the best time. Yeah. To plant a tree is twenty years ago, or failing that today. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I, he should have planted all this twenty years ago, but 100%. he's doing it now. A hundred percent. And as a man in the position who's got all those fuck ups, yeah, yeah, doing it now. Yeah, the hot faced stress you and I both know of like, oh fuck, I've I've fucked up here, so now I've just got to start fixing it. Listen, everyone fucks up. All right, everyone fucks up. Everyone lies everyone slips slips up here and there everyone fucking does stuff that they're not proud of yeah every single fucking person does it Mm -hmm. part of being a human right yeah and it's not the fuck up that matters it's not any of that bullshit that matters it's how you deal with it yeah right the the old fucking drumming analogy yeah it doesn't matter how you fuck up it's how you recover and carry on playing right yeah i think in this film it's written so well, because don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. it is written fucking stunningly well. Yes. Stephen Knight is a is like an artist among artists. Absolute genius. Unbelievable. Undeniably genius. Um, and it's written in a way where, depending on your mood yeah. and where you're at yeah. on your journey, mm-hmm. is how you will interpret this film. And I yeah. tried this theory because... I mean, I watched this last week for yeah. the first time. We watched it yeah. together for the first time, and we were like in a bit of a de- bit of a debate. And I was very fucking like cutthroat about this it. This guy's a cunt, and that's that's the end of it. Yeah, yeah, he's a cunt. He's he's fucked up. He that's end of. He fucked up months ago. He can't fucking mm-hmm. retract it. And now all he's doing is he's throwing his fucking job away. He's throwing his family under the bus. He's destroying everyone, yeah. and he's doing it all for the sake of being judged by a ghost in the back seat. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? Do you know what I mean? Just, just he's a, he's a cunt. But then I watched it again mm-hmm. the day before yesterday. Yeah, I've been having like a weird, a weird sort of head wobble with anxiety recently. So I'm mm-hmm. kind of been like a little more delicate. Yeah, uh, I watched it again and I had a, a, a much softer view on it. Whereas mm. he's he's very delusionally trying to do the right thing. Yes, by he is causing the most amount of harm possible but he's doing it in a way which is true to his values which is all mm. we can do it's a decision i have made a direct quote exactly it's a decision i have made which is no one else's fucking business if that's what he's mm-hmm. deciding to do yeah, then yep. you have to respect that man for living the life that, that he's choosing right and the life yeah. that he is choosing is to name the bastard is the, is to name the illegitimate child mm-hmm. be at the birth with bethan because she's lonely mm-hmm. and sad yeah. Tell his wife the truth, even though it's destroying her and he, he risks never seeing his kids but again. But it always would have destroyed her, regardless of when he did it, which is why he hasn't done it yet. Exactly. He's been he's been too he's been out of an overabundance of, of shame and also not wanting to break his wife's 100%. heart. He's already done the thing that would break his wife's heart. Yeah, he fucked another woman. The only thing he can do now is not tell her the thing that he's done. And yeah. allow her to live in the lie a bit longer because he's not willing to lose her and the kids. Yeah. It's an act of cowardice. It's an act of weakness. It is. And I think it's it's always dangerous when you look at somebody's decisions that are made from a place of emotional weakness and shit on them. Because what you are is you're somebody who's stronger than that, mm-hmm. criticizing somebody for being weaker than you. I get it's a little bit like the gym athlete going, I can lift this. What's wrong with you that means you can't? Uh, I'm it's the strong criticizing the weak. Built like a school child. That's what's wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> but he is emotionally 
built like mm-hmm. a school child and he's come to this this event has happened where he is up is down east is west he's completely mm-hmm. lost and so he has to pick his own where up is where is gravity and so he decides the yeah. decision he has made you have to figure out a direction when something that catastrophic happens yeah how are you going to respond is the only direction that you have and you're right that's what defines whether you're a good or a bad person not what happens to you but how you react to what happens to you yeah and we are watching somebody who's previously been a very weak person mm-hmm. pick a direction and have to shoulder the consequences he as he says i'm going to the very worst place i can be right now to deal yeah. with my fuck up mm-hmm. do you want to know why that bothers me why because he's, his motivation for going there is to name his, is to give the child a name because his father didn't give him a mm-hmm. name until like what, when he was seven, was it? It's, it's, he understands the feeling of growing up feeling like you're one of your parents yeah. had no regard or time for you. And this guy's he is, not, he's not going to have time for the kid though. He literally says he's going there to give him a name to make it right. It's going to give the child a name, make it right. And be there for it. Yeah. And be there for it. He's, he's, he's not willing to have an illegitimate child grow up without a father right. as he did. And so he knows that he should have told his wife that it's going to tear his family apart. But what are his options? Does he say that he's leaving his wife and not going back to his kids to be there no. for the child? No, 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 no. He's going to be there for all of his kids. In his mind, he's going to be there for his existing kids and this new one, come hell or high water and whatever it costs him personally, right? he knows that it's going to break his wife's heart, but he's already done the thing that's going to break his wife's heart. Right. Where his options are is let uh, Olivia Coleman raise this kid by herself and have this kid uh, growing up knowing that it wasn't good enough for its father's attention. Right. And keep the lie going, keep lying to his wife keep lying to his kids and he goes no i'm gonna not lie anymore okay there's, a, there's even a bit where where they go you know why didn't you just say you were sick ivan and he's like mm. because that would be a lie it would have fixed all the problems at work but he is fundamentally unwilling to lie any longer he's lied enough been a lie he's got a cold why don't you just say you're sick i'm not sick you, you are fucking swigging cough syrup and blowing <laughs> your nose every two seconds you're sick <laughs> not sick enough to not attend that though you could know man you can attend a birth you can fucking attend a poor sounds like a lie to me you know what i mean (laughs) the guy had the sniffles he had the kleenex he had the fuck he had a he had a lunchbox full of meds all (laughs) specifically designed to the fucking shit that he's like struggling with there's a recurring theme in this though which which lots of people being like i've never i've never heard you talk like this i've never Mm. you know that you've changed and I think you and I have both had instances in our life where we've had to change yeah, because man. The, the person we are currently no longer works as a concept. Yeah, I mean, go back, a, go back a few years, and I used to like, I used to be a lot of fun to hang out with. You know what I mean? Yeah, used to get invites to all the barbecues. Now <laughs> I'm a sober vegan. Do you know who invites sober vegans to their barbecues? Masochists. No one. <laughs> no one. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to come around for a couple of drinks? No, no uh, lemon. Mm. We, we got water. Yeah. Do you want to come around for an echinacea tea and some rice cakes? Yeah. Do you want a do you want a burger? 
we could just have mm. the bun. <laughs> I think there's a bit of salad. Yeah. <laughs> no, but seriously, uh, yeah, you are right. You, you do have to change, and it normally it normally comes. Yeah, of course, it comes with with all the fucking all the trimmings. Choosing to go sober for mm. personal health reasons was never top of my list. You know what I mean? No, of course not. But it wasn't so much for me. It was more when people stopped noticing that you're drunk. Yeah. And you're like, I'm too good at hiding this now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, I, I've put too... When you get really good at doing something that's super shitty <laughs> and that you can <laughs> yeah, get away yeah, yeah. with without even thinking about, probably time to hit the nail on the head. You know what I mean? So, so Ivan Locke has gotten really good at doing something super shitty, lying yeah. to everyone around him. He is always the guy that's prepared. He's the guy that's so prepared that he's got a little suitcase full of meds in his glove box in case he's feeling a bit under the weather and it's got all yeah. sorts of shit in there. Because he's sick. No, no, he's, he's existing in the glove box beforehand. It's got loads of shit in it. Mm. It's not just cough mixture. It's like his little mm. first aid kit he has in the car. He's the guy with the mm. folder where everything is prepped. He's the, the guy that's ready, even this, that, or the other, yeah. and has this veneer of having shit under control. Okay. But clearly doesn't, because he's in a situation where he's now driving down the motorway the night before the biggest job of his life. And it's because he's been able to establish that veneer of control because he's been lying to everybody. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I agree. Does it does it bother you at all that he puts... Or what, what struck me as like, not weird, I guess mm. just an odd choice for a person to do is that he put so much, so much more effort into saving the concrete pour, which admittedly is the biggest concrete pour in European history, right? Mm-hmm. He loses his job mm-hmm. and he goes out of his way mm-hmm. and puts in huge amounts of effort to make sure that it all goes through his plan. doesn't strike me as weird at all. It strikes me as exactly the sort of thing a man with a titanic fucking ego, which he has, yeah, would do to try and make something about what's happening okay. Right. Because he's got this concept of this big building, right? It's going to be this big building. It's going to have a shadow a mile long. It's going to steal the sky. It's going to displace however many metric tons of air. It's going to have strong foundations. And that building yep. going up is a metaphor for his career. Yeah, no, I got I got the whole metaphor. Like the concrete pour the next day is like it's him mm-hmm. him doing what he's doing in his car right now is mm-hmm. prepping the foundation for the rest of his life. And he yes. needs it to be C six. Yes. He needs it to be sturdy because he can't have these cracks reappear because mm-hmm. the, the building that he's living in at the moment is cracked to fuck. Yeah. It's falling to shit and everyone inside cracks of it. Cracks will appear, it will fall down. And yeah. that's what happened to his life currently. Right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like the whole the whole night and the whole of him driving down mm-hmm. the fucking motorway is the foundation for the rest of his life. And we've got that from like his job and stuff. Yeah. But he throws his job away, which would have been really fucking handy for this illegitimate child. It also would have been <laughs> really fucking handy for his current children. Probably would help out, you know, the whole alimony thing of paying mm-hmm. child support after the divorce, which he's obviously going to be getting. Yeah. Um, is he pulling a Kanye? Is he just getting rid of all of his money so he doesn't have to pay any, <laughs> any child support anymore? <laughs> Maybe, maybe. Okay, I see you, Ivan Luck. I see uh, you. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think, I think he's decided that this is the first day of the of of his next life, and it's the thing that I did when I went out a window in London, mm-hmm. and then came back on the train. Like, I had a moment where I had a big old cry, probably first one mm-hmm. I had in years. I don't cry ever. 
But how good did that cry feel, though? It felt pretty good, but I mean, it was ugly crying. Like it was. Oh, hundred percent. You know that dude. scene in you know that scene in Gladiator where his where his snot touches his wife's yeah, yeah, toes, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've not seen Gladiator, but I'll agree with you. Okay, um, you carried on painting that picture, and I was like, I uh, don't, know, I do not know what the <laughs> fuck this is. <laughs> Snotty toes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good stuff. But yeah, that sort of you sit down and you go, okay, mm-hmm. you've lost everything and i remember sitting down and being like okay i've lost everything i've lost my privacy i've lost my finances i've lost my Mm -hmm. identity because my fucking devices have been hacked Mm -hmm. everything's been lost what do i it's 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 like being 16 again and having finished secondary school except there's no college there's no uni it's like oh there's no light at the end of the tunnel yeah yeah you're just like okay it's all crumbled the only thing the only thing you have is your sense of who you are as a person and all the circumstances around that which define you mm-hmm. have gone. Yeah. So when I was in London, there were a whole bunch of circumstances that defined who I thought I was. Mm-hmm. And then those all get burned down and you're there on that first day going, the only thing that defines me is how I now choose to behave because I don't have a job yep. to describe myself. I don't have relationships to describe myself. Yep. I don't have assets or this, that, or the other. Mm-hmm. And so Ivan Locke is there on his first day as a new person. And he goes, am I the sort of person who leaves Donald, my foreman, in the shit? Am I the sort of person that allows hundreds of millions of pounds worth of concrete to get mispoured and have to be jackhammered out? Am mm-hmm. I the sort of person who's going to allow these permanent decisions from this night forward to continue to be sources of guilt that I carry around on my back? He's already fucked up. Yeah. He has to now move forward. And that's why he keeps looking at his dad and going, fuck you, I ain't going to do this. I ain't going to run. I'm going to go to the worst place and try and make it better rather than run to the best place and pretend the other places don't exist. Mm. And as somebody who spent the last five, six years running to the best place and pretending the other places don't exist, this is a fucking great bit of writing to sit down to. And if if it's a guy in a car and I can sit there for two hours and we can have this conversation off the back of it. Yep. Bravo. Okay. Hear me out. My, my mental breakdown. Mm hmm. When I was, I'd moved away. I was going yep. through a breakup, but alcoholic, far too much cocaine. Yeah. Smoking weed all the fucking time. Yeah. Lost everything, right? Moved out of the house. Half of my shit was gone. Yeah. Uh, life savings gone. Threw mm-hmm. my career down the fucking drain. Mm-hmm. And very much like you, I was sat. I remember getting back to, obviously, moved back in with some family and getting back there. It's that. The fucking, the big old cry, man. Mm. You talking about that is rough because it's, a, yeah. I can remember the fucking moment like it was yeah. yesterday. The purge. The purge of it all is a the purge, stuff you've been man. carrying. It's just, yeah. it's just a fucking, you don't get these moments often. I talk to people about this this moment mm. a lot and, and not many people sort of get it. But when you can just, my adult life, there's been maybe three moments where I've sat down and just gone, ah, mm. and it's just been nice. You know what I mean? There's no stress. There's no weight. There's no fucking like expectations or assumptions. It's just, you're just there. It's just nice. Everything's cool. Mm. I, the last time I had that was that big cry. Yeah. And I was sitting there and I was like, I'm fucked. Ah. I've got no job. I've got no money. Yeah. I've got no fuck all. I, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I've got no fucking idea. And then like Ivan, mm-hmm. 
you sit there and you go, right, well, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. I'm going to try and fucking pull my head out of my ass and do this, that, and the other. And I can try and straighten out the family name and I can try and do this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. It's more like this film's really relatable. Yeah. For the worst reasons. Which is why I don't choose to watch this type of movie <laughs> because I've lived it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I've yeah, been yeah. through it once. Totally. So now, in now, once I'm like when I'm I'm much happier in myself. You know, I'm mean? yeah. sober. Yep. Uh, vegan, working, mm-hmm. looking after family, helping out with like the the fucking podcast, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. Killing it for me in my yeah, very totally. selfish fucking like. Mm-hmm. Uh, like what I want to do yeah what I don't want to do is then get back from a busy day and be like <laughs> oh, do you know what I really want to do yeah. I'm just going to pop on a Blu-ray of that moment where my life crumbled around me and I'm going to watch it happen <laughs> to someone else <laughs> it's not like, it's, it's very well done and it's, yep. it's like you say it is a beautiful movie I just, I've been taking the piss out of you for a little bit because it is literally just a fucking live action Traffic, traffic report, report. Yeah, yeah yeah it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just one man talking to himself and a ghost and yep. the radio and that's yeah. it yeah yeah so i've been taking the piss out of you but it's very well done for what it is mm-hmm. but what it is is just a fucking reminder of being sort of like oh remember that one yeah. <laughs> oh that was a painful one wasn't it but i that was but a good I, one i think it's i think it's important and i think i do enjoy the relatability of it and i do enjoy there's a wonderful bit where he talks about his wife talks about how he would come in and his boots would be covered in concrete. Mm-hmm. And so the places where he placed his feet would turn to stone. Yeah. And she'd have to go around with a little chisel through mm-hmm. the kitchen and scrape where his the steps he'd taken and become these permanent bits of stone. Yeah, yeah. You leave and behind you you leave these concrete, these yeah, stone yeah. footsteps wherever you go. Yeah. yeah and yeah. that sense of permanence in your life choices. That the places you choose to go in life yeah. are permanent choices. Like his dad had permanent choices. Like he had permanent choices. And in his head, this one night was just a one night and it could be forgotten about, but he couldn't. Mm. Because that one night turns to stone because it will have always happened. It's the same thing I say to people about tattoos. They're like, are you not worried because they're permanent? I'm like, it's as permanent as what you chose to have to breakfast this morning. What did you have for breakfast? Oh, porridge. You will always have had porridge this morning, and there's nothing you can do to change that. Yeah, but I mean, you're that's not... as permanent as a tattoo. <laughs> yeah, but you've not got a picture of porridge on your arm for the rest of your life. You turn the porridge into poo, and then it's out <laughs> of your body by that evening. You know what I mean? As a tangent, that reminds me. I was in a studio session once, and they invited a tattoo artist down, and everyone got way too fucked up. Why? Hip hop sessions, man. Right. And I remember walking <laughs> in. I remember walking in, having gone for a, gone to the toilet. And I came back in, and there was a guy getting a portion of McDonald's chips tattooed on his face. Do you know what's horrendous about all of it? That's hilarious, by the way. That's a great tattoo choice. <laughs> but the worst thing about all this, I worked in yeah. a tattoo studio for uh. a couple years. Do you know how many times I had to get into the studio two hours early to clean everything with fucking mm-hmm. antiseptic and make it hygienic? And then some... Yeah. Some guy in a fucking Mate. recording studio in London, which is underground in London. Yeah, yeah, underneath a brothel. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where did you yeah, get yeah. your face tattoo done? 
in the basement of a brothel was recording an album. Yeah, brilliant, mate. That's a great life choice. The best the thing is... Second great life choice. They kept throwing the needles, just the used ones, just anywhere. Like hepatitis C was like fucking vitamin. Oh, great. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. at the end of the session, yeah, I just had like used Rizzler. They didn't use ashtrays. They just used the floor. They're just ashing Excellent. on the floor. Excellent. The dog wasn't toilet trained. So I walked brilliant. back into my studio and, mm. well, not my studio, you know, a very well-respected London studio that I had been the steward of that evening a very well respected london studio full of face tattoos dog shit and dog people shit. smoking around tens of thousands <laughs> if not hundreds of thousands of pounds worth of hundreds equipment. hundreds yep. of thousands yeah yeah Good. yeah yeah very well respected yeah yeah and then just yeah. leave rob in there for 20 minutes <laughs> and someone gets a fucking chippy <laughs> tattooed on their face <laughs> good stuff yeah it's good good times yeah but all right but though it- <laughs> arguably that would be that would be a bad cement shoe print to leave exactly, in the studio right? yeah. yeah hepatitis c is a bad cemented shoe print yes uh and this lady has decided to keep his cum as a pet and is now going to raise his it come as a pet as seen on tv like it's a little chia pet you know those like those little things yeah yeah, yeah. like feed water and it grows like i don't know how else hair. to describe having a child i am a very child phobic man mm. I just feel like the the I, I can't be trusted with a knife, let alone a child. Like why the things I would two, teach it. Why were those the those the only two options that came to mind? Knife and child. I Both can't be dangerous. trusted with either of these. Right. Okay. Right. <laughs> but uh, a recording studio with hundreds of thousands of pounds worth of equipment in. Yeah, just let your dog in, mate. Shit in <laughs> in the corner. You want a tattoo? I've got a mate who's got a fucking. Yeah, Ben, Ben, Ben. You, min- as- you you ascribe way more bollocks <laughs> to me than I have. I'm in a basement with yeah. no windows underneath a brothel in yeah. Soho. Yeah. 40 mandem walk in mm-hmm. and go, we're doing this. I'm not going to go, actually, I think you'll find it's against the code of conduct. There's no one coming to help, dude. Like, I am the only staff member. Do you know what this sounds like? If they, if they, if they said, drop your trousers, I couldn't have been like, actually, I'm going to call the manager. Do you know what this sounds like? <laughs> There's no one. It's... <laughs> This sounds like a bad cement shoe print, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like one of those ones that you need to break out that like, little chisel on. Get it out of the kitchen, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, how did you find it? Give me, give me, uh, give me your final thoughts on this film. What's your? There's a lot. Of, your... There's a lot of good. There's a lot of good imagery. There's mm-hmm. a lot of good allegory. There's a, it's fucking wordy as fuck. Cause it's, it's, the, it's as wordy as we're going to go. It's the wordiest film I know that Andy enjoyed. All right, good. I don't enjoy a wordier film than this. This is, this yeah, is just because words. there isn't one. If there was one, you'd fucking love it. Don't play it like anything else. The only, th- the only movie that is wordier than this film is a fucking book. <laughs> don't, don't, don't act like, no, I'm not into movies that are this wordy. No, because this is it. It's the full stop. Yeah. Um, my final thoughts on this movie. It's very, it's very well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kept my attention for as long as it needed it's to. Visually, visually quite good looking. It's a car, mate. It's just the inside of a car. But they find a lot of ways of making that. <laughs> they find yeah. a lot of ways of shooting no, they that do. car. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's it's left, yeah. and then other times it's slightly less left. And then there's that one really good shot, which is slightly less less left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. well done, man. I to be honest, I, the mm-hmm. options were endless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you you are right. It was shot very interestingly. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a lot of the M6. Yeah, you did. Yeah, that was. Yeah, 
that was um, a film. Thing. Yeah, that was something. It was yeah. in there. Um, I like that I had different reactions both times I watched it. First time, yep. I was like, fuck you. You've just thrown away the only Everything, yeah. main source of income that would have really helped out all of your children and your wife and everyone yep. else involved, but it would have been bad for you. And you're a selfish bastard that's done everything for your own fucking motivation. He could have he could have kept all of that stuff if he'd continued lying. Yeah. And I think that's the thing is if you, you know, he's his foundation has a crack. Yeah. And do you continue to just paper over that? Or do you just bite the bullet and go, this is what it is? It's difficult to say, if right? If you choose to become a better person and therefore exhibit better behavior. Yeah. Can you time that? Or right. do you just have to do it? Because there's always going to be a more more convenient time to be yeah, a better of course person. There is. Of course I'll be there a better is. person tomorrow. I'll be a better person yeah. the day after that. I'll do He's the done gym that next for week. Months. I'll do the gym yeah, next yeah. week. I'll do the gym next week. And you've been paying the membership for fucking... I'll tell my wife next week. I'll tell my wife next week. I'll tell yeah. my wife next week. But what I'm saying is, right, is this film is essentially, he, in the first couple seconds of the film, yeah. he's sitting at a green light and his indicator is going left. Yeah. Which is to go home, mm-hmm. see his wife, see his mm-hmm. kids watch the football, eat the sausages, mm-hmm. drink the German lager. Yeah. And in the last split second, he zones out, snaps yep. in, hits right, and he just decides to end everything. Just yep. fuck it all off. I'm done with yep. all of it. The whole film is essentially him weighing up the options between the age-old philosophical thing of there's a tram on a track, so the track yeah, splits yeah. in two. On the one side of the track, there's five people. On the one side of the track, there is one person. Do you kill the five to save the one, mm-hmm. or do you, do you kill the one to save the five? Yeah. I think what he did with this film, the first time I watched it through, the way that mm-hmm. I interpreted it, is He's that killed he... killed the five to save no, he the one. Kill, he killed all six to save himself. <laughs> he backed the train up. <laughs> yeah, he He's killed like, the five, beep, and then beep, backed it up, beep, and then beep. as that person was like, oh my God, thank you so much, you know, it's, I understand you've just killed five, but that, two of those were murderers. Uh, um, sorry, can you... Are you <laughs> I think the brakes come off. I think the brakes come off. Yeah, yeah. But I yeah. think he killed all six to, to save himself the first time I watched it, and I was a bit pissed off because I was like, "Why do you get? Mm. Why do you get to hit the reset button when you deem when you deem it acceptable?" That's a very valid take. It's a very valid take, and I I don't necessarily think you're hundred percent wrong. When why why is it right now that you're deciding to to sort out your entire fucking family tree that's been fucked up by mm. a ghost that no longer has any influence on you? And I was just it was just a bit baffling because mm. I was like, "Well, what the fuck are you doing?" And on the second time you watched it? Second time I watched it, I was I was having a coming off the back end of a head wobble. Yeah. So I was a little bit more delicate. Mm-hmm. And then I started thinking, okay, so his choices were be at the birth, give the child his name. Yep. Be that person that at least saw the the, the fuck up, as he called it, right? His, mm-hmm. his child. He tried to sort out his fuck up the best he could. And he didn't lie to Bethan. Bethan keeps phoning, saying, "Do you love me? Do you hate me? Do you love me?" He's like, "I don't." How could I love you? you? How could I love you? We we had one night. I don't. I don't know you. (laughs) I don't hate you. I just don't know you. Yeah. Um, and then the thing with the kids Mm. is that early on in the film, he says, "I love you." Yeah. And Tom Holland, little Eddie. Uh, Oh, Dad! It's a football! It's a football! Dad! uh, Dad! It's a football! Doesn't hear him. Doesn't say yeah. it again. Now for the rest of the film, he's just sort of like, Eddie, shut the fuck up and put your mother on, will you? <laughs> put the phone down. Oh, it's a football yeah, yeah. game, is it? No, I'm not listening to it, Eddie. Put your fucking mother on the phone. But I think it would be Obviously bad. he's not that. I think it would be bad writing if we mm-hmm. saw a man 
an imperfect man. Of course. Deal with his shit perfectly. Of course. Of course. He gets frustrated. He gets... Yeah, I'm not expecting this to be like a, a fucking... Oh, here's a film about a man driving mm. a lovely car from his lovely job <laughs> and a lovely family where he makes all the great decisions yeah, and everyone yeah, yeah. ends really fucking happy. Mm. Obviously, it's not going to be that because you've brought it to the table. So I'm no. surprised that he didn't fucking off himself on the way down there. <laughs> Just start halfway down and be like, you know what? Fuck it. And then drive off the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> um, it bothers me that it's like... It's not that he's cold towards his his actual children because he mm-hmm. never he refers to his bastard child. I keep saying bastard child. Am I allowed to say bastard it, child? I mean, you've said it, and I, 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 it's technically the Collins Dictionary, Webster's definition, right? So, yeah, but is it the twenty twenty two dictionary definition? Oh, get whatever. Give give a fuck. Get cancelled. I don't care. I know what you mean. Good. All right. <laughs> so he keeps calling his illegitimate child the his fuck up, mm. but he's like cold towards his his kids that aren't the fuck-ups and it was, I don't, it was a I don't confusing think it, dynamic i don't think it's a coldness i think it's he's you know sometimes when you feel a thing but it's too much and you can't get into it right now this tingle in my elbow <laughs> a tingle in your elbow or yeah. when like i think it's not a coldness it's a management of his it's, it's him managing his emotions that bit right, where his, his, okay. his son calls yeah. And he's telling him about the game that he's missed. And his son knows that it's, something's fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his son goes, you know, what, what we're going to do is we're going to, we've got it recorded, Dad. Oh, we're going to pretend like we haven't seen it. And yeah, we're going to yeah. gonna pretend like we haven't seen it. And mum's going to wear the shirt and she'll make the sausages. And both of them, as they're saying that, know it's mm. never going to happen. Yeah. But he goes along with it. He goes along with it because it's it's that thing that you do when you know you're never going to see any someone again and it's really painful, so you just go, rather than say goodbye, I'll just say see you soon. And it's that. It's, I don't think it's a coldness with this kid. I think it's a guardedness because so, realistically, he it's he's trying to shield his kids from what's going on. But I mean, he's... He's fucked his kids royally on this one. Like his kids are, are they're they're like he has, he has. Ground that's zero for this film. implosion, yeah, yeah. right? Totally, totally. But that's already happened. He can't undo that. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And now he's using his kids as sort of like an emotional stabilizer, as like a management system, right? Like if no, I can I, hold it I'm together, it'll be all right for those. He's trying to hold himself together for their benefit. He's trying to not get into it with them. He's trying to hold it back. It's that thing of like. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll go to the gym tomorrow. I'll yeah. go to the gym tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's he's, he's only so much. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I don't know, man. I don't know. I do, where do you lie on this? Where where do you lie I, on like... I don't know. I don't know either, and that's why I love this film. I love moral ambiguity and grey characters. I don't like good guys and bad guys. I like people with conflicting aims. And no one's as good or as bad as anyone else because that's real life. Yeah, of course. No one's a good guy, no one's a bad guy. You have No, I think everyone's a good guy and everyone's the bad guy. I think uh, exactly. I think there's there's you 50/50 yeah, yeah. at, at your best possible moment you are 50/50. Yeah. Good guy, bad guy. And at your worst possible moment. Don't care who you are. Mother Teresa good guy, bad guy. Well, Mother Teresa was a prick anyway. Well, exactly. Wasn't it all like Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 All right. Well, there's your example. Bono. Yeah. Hitler was vegan. Uh, the be- yeah, there you go. <laughs> Bono, his best day is ninety percent cunt, ten percent not so much cunt. You know what I mean? Yeah, but uh, but but for me, where I am with this film is I don't know. I think all the points you've made are true and correct. 
Yeah, I think all the points that you've made are, are true and yeah. correct. But this is where we. This is where I'm ending up now. Where you're asking me what are my final thoughts mm. on the film? I won't fucking have any because they <laughs> change on a moment to moment basis. And that for me, half of the shit you did infuriated mm-hmm. me, and half the shit you did, I was kind of like, all right, yeah. well, at least you're fucking doing something, I guess. And that that for me is the mark of a good film. Where a film that I think about after I stop watching it, a film that stays with no, me. No, you're thinking about a book, Rob. You're thinking about a book. <laughs> films are where you can go to escape this shit. <laughs> no, man. Films are where I go to learn. I go to learn from films. I don't go to escape. Oh, my God. I, I don't know how to process what, <laughs> where, where we are right now. <laughs> it's good to know. I want to know your rating because then that's my, that's my how many minutes you held your breath under this uh, admittedly very extreme scenario. Right. It's a great film. Mm. It's written incredibly well. Mm-hmm. Would I watch it again? No. <laughs> is that a, is that a testament to mm. to the film though? No. No. Nah. It's more a comment on how much this isn't my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as much as this being my cup of tea, it's spaghetti. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's it's about as far removed as a cup of tea as you can be. Okay. It's Where are you going to rate it? I'm going to go Ah, fuck. <laughs> I'm going to go five. Five? 50% good, 50% bad. Nicely done. Nicely done. Going five. Thanks, man. Nice. This... I'd like to say I planned that, but that was <laughs> yeah. off the cuff, and I feel like it was the biggest thing I've contributed this episode. Oh, no. No, it's good. You're it's welcome. Good. Uh, I'm going to go with six. S- uh, seven. Seven. Fuck off. You you love this. you got paper cuts watching this. This is how bucky this film is. <laughs> you love okay, it. Okay, eight. I'll be fair. It's an eight. <laughs> It's it's not it's not look it is a film about being claustrophobically trapped in a difficult situation mm. and you the, the 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 fact that it's in the car the, the 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 film ends and when he finally sort of accepts what he's what he's going to be and the the new sort of leaf that he's turned the camera pans out mm-hmm. and uh sort of goes to this big vista panoramic view of the city filled with cars all with their own ivan locks in their own little cars of lies driving around um and it, see what i mean it's a nice little it's a fucking book <laughs> yeah but that's because you didn't see the post credit scene right no right so it goes back to the don't get me wrong rob the, the last thing i wanted to do after watching this fucking book of a film uh, was read the credits you should have done you should have done because it's actually part of the monster verse because when it goes to that big long shot what you don't see is godzilla fucking stomping in right seconds he's just later off, it's just yeah, yeah. off kilter yeah, like. yeah 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 he's just out of shot in that final one right yeah. this is this... So this is the precursor to godzilla and kong yeah yeah exactly and it yeah, turns yeah. out ivan Locke is the one that befriends no no, no. Befriends ivan Locke's godzilla. just ivan, ivan Locke is just one of the cars in a in a 15 in a oh, in a right. two second see? shot of godzilla's shit mixing a motorway yeah, yeah, yeah. At a okay. certain point, it's just Tom Hardy going, I, To be fair, mate, if that's how the film ended, it would have been a fat 10 for me. If it would have been this wordy fucking film that was all like allegory and yeah, philosophical yeah, yeah. bullshit, and then just at some it point... It pans out and there's a, a giant flying saucer above London. Independence just Day fucking, vibes. Yeah, just anything, just anything like that, and it just fucking stomped him at the very last <laughs> second. I would have been like, that was all for nothing, you've ruined your life, and now it's done. That would have been the perfect ending. That would have been fucking amazing. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> oh well, that's all we got time for. We love you all dearly. What's uh, what's our what's on my menu for next week, Ben? What you what you what you teasing? We're going to carry on. We're going to carry on with Jeff Boehner. 
the next film I think you're going to enjoy a little bit more. Ooh, why? Mm-hmm. So the next film that we're going to be doing is Joshi. Right. Which is... I don't really want to tell you don't anything t- Don't about tell it. me. Let me watch I'm it I'm not going to say anything about it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just... It's, it's the fallout of a situation and how a group of people deal with it. Okay. Which sounds mm-hmm. like it's right up your street, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Good, because it's all acted by fucking comedians that I enjoy. Oh. <laughs> wait, 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 Nick wait. Kroll's in it. Please do Nick not Kroll's tell right? me that the Tooth Fairy is in this. That's the Tooth Fairy? Anna Kendrick. Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> Anna Kendrick. Get in the fucking bin, man. I, I thought you meant the movie, The Tooth Fairy. No, no, I was no. like, no, what the no, fuck? No, no. Anna, Kendrick, Anna Kendrick's not in fairy. this, is she? No. Okay, good. Yeah, no, I might enjoy no. it. Cool. Um, She's not. I don't think Anna Kendrick's in... Anything good. Um, yeah, I agree with you. Um, I can get the list out again if you please want, Please don't. Fucking hell, we don't have time. We don't have time. We've got to go. And on that note, we love you all dearly. Each Thank and every one. Thank you so much for hanging out with Thank us. Thank you. We will see you next week for Joshi. And until then, consume. See, I can talk over this. Because me talking like this is like luck. Like you doing this is the fucking... No, I it already. We're good. See, and that would have made it a better film. Yeah. Uh.